it going tonight, everybody? We are Run The Real, featuring Mike, Terry, Fox, and Dan. <clears throat> what are we reviewing tonight, boys? <laughs> oh, no. He's back. Uh. He's got a whole nother list of water puns. Dang it. <laughs> oh. It fits in with our new category of water movies. He's already Very making perfectly. waves here. Dang. Don't you start to... <laughs> We see what you did there. Oh. oh, yeah. But yeah, we're talking about movies that deal with water. It's pretty open-ended, but you know, you get the gist. And I picked Leviathan 1989. So far, very similar movies. Apparently, um, in 1989, in January, you had Deep Star 6 come out, which is pretty much the same as this movie that we're going to talk about from what i read um and then i believe in march this movie came out leviathan 1989 march and then i think it was august the abyss came out so people were feeling underwater movies that year there's also the evil below the rift lords of the deep oh my gosh i didn't know i've never even heard of these movies I saw a theory, and this maybe I'll cut this off to fact check myself, but I heard a theory that, uh, you know, I think it was like right before all these movies were coming out, like we had just found the Titanic sunk, and like that might have been what kind of inspired a bunch of this like underwater stuff. Deep sea exploration, diving stuff. Yeah, that's what I heard. I mean, I could just be a coincidence, but it's a big underwater event, and then four years later, all these movies come out. That is pretty cool. It makes sense. And we're talking about at least two of them. I don't know if we're <laughs> going to talk about any more of them, but yeah, Leviathan was one of those movies. And we're going to talk about it and spoil it. So if you don't want spoilers, it is currently free to watch on Amazon Prime. So go watch it and come back. Anyways, Leviathan is directed by George P. Cosmatos. Um, we talked about uh, his son's movie not too long ago, Beyond the Black Rainbow. So kind of cool. We're going back to the roots there a little bit. But Leviathan, uh, it like follows this crew of deep sea miners, and they come face to face with some kind of underwater mutant bacteria thing that essentially becomes the creature from the thing. Yep. <laughs> so... What did you guys think about Leviathan? Discount alien mixed with the thing. That's exactly what I thought too, Dan. <laughs> now hold on. <laughs> Discount is the main word here. Even though my boy Stan Winston made a great creature that they did not want to show us one bit of. <laughs> I gotta say, I don't think this is a bad thing. It's definitely bargain bin alien. But I was okay with it. Same. I I would I would agree that yes, it is not nearly as good as either of those two movies that it draws inspiration from. But it was semi decent, you know. <laughs> it was a cool setting. I appreciate what was done. Yeah. Yeah. This isn't a terrible movie, but it just really like slaps you in the face with the references of Alien, where they run around with flamethrowers. Yeah. In, like, the underwater base. It rips from the thing once it starts morphing into, like, the people 
that it has taken over their bodies essentially and killed them. The genetic alteration, yeah. It really feels like a hack job. Yeah, it kind of seems like the, the people were like, oh, people like Alien and people like The Thing. Let's put them together and put them underwater. Which is not a bad idea. And this isn't a bad movie, it's just not enough new stuff done with that concept. It doesn't really use the underwater uh, aspect of it very well, except for when it needs to. As far as I knew, I was back on the Nostromo. Or on the Antarctic base in the middle of nowhere, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it makes almost no difference that they're under the water in this movie. I do wonder if this is going to be a problem for us going forward, since we started with the one movie actually filmed almost entirely underwater. I feel like all of these are just going to look like they're like alien in space or something, because it's that dry, wet aesthetic. I think the water stuff they do do is pretty cool, though. Like uh, the beginning scene with them all out there and they're mining rocks or something with those like pincer arms and stuff. I thought that was pretty neat. Ooh, I love their suits. I love the big lights on the helmets. Looks so retro. They went for the futuristic, like, underwater base with futuristic suits and stuff like that, which was a nice change of pace from the Abyss. And it did look really good, I will give it that. All the, like, practical stuff in this is great. Oh, yeah, the sets look cool when they are underwater. It looks cool when they see the, like, boat, the Leviathan. I was not expecting that to be like what the movie was named after was the boat they found sunk. Like I knew nothing about this. and I thought Leviathan, I was like, okay, big sea monster, not sea bacteria from a Russian ship. That's what I thought too. I will admit I was disappointed that it was not a big sea monster. I kind of like what they did with it, though. I like the sunken ship named Leviathan. I think that's a cool name for a ship, if anything. It is cool. It's just uh, I had a preconceptions of my own making from the title of this movie, <laughs> and when they weren't met, I was a little disappointed. Yeah, this is another one that kind of plays on like the Cold War thing with like the Russian ship that gets sunk, and you know the whole goal is to go and retreat. Well, I guess they just happen to find it in this one, but it's like they find something. There's something weird happened on the ship, and they kind of figure out what was the cause and all that. That's true. I didn't catch that. Why do uh, all these underwater movies from 1989, well, mainly just the abyss that I know of, <laughs> deal with the Cold War? That's the end thing at the time. The hot topic, yeah. They're not necessarily bad, though, in this movie. That one guy suggests that the reason the bacteria is in the vodka is because the Russians wanted to experiment on their sailors. Oh, that is true. I forgot about that. Well, I mean, that's just his speculation. I mean, I guess, I don't know why there would be the bacteria in the vodka, but... <laughs> <laughs> that was my question. Like, I guess they could have, like, taken a swig of the vodka after being infected, and maybe their backwash had some bacteria. I don't know. See, th yeah, that's what I thought. Because that bottle was, like, halfway gone. Oh, they, they got it from that secret flask, didn't they? That six-pack steals out of the safe? I don't even know what the deal was with that other bottle of vodka. They never addressed that. He replaced it or he dumped it. I don't know what he did with it. Yeah. He's just like, I would have stolen it too. And then we never hear about it again. 
Well, the six pack in the other person's like put it in that flask or whatever. Oh, you think he moved it to the flask? Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. But Peter, Peter Weller swapped it out of the bottle, though. He put the water in the bottle. Yeah, because they did try to drink out of it earlier and it was just water. That's true. How did they get that vodka? It was in the flask already, I guess. It was in the only, yeah, only Bowman and Sixpack drank from the flask. Everybody else drank the water out of the other bottle that we, I guess, <laughs> the main guy just downed. <laughs> he probably just dumped it. So then why did they think that they put it in the vodka then? Because it was in that flask. Yeah, they got it from the ship. I'm so confused because they were talking about it being in the bottle, though, right? They meant in the flask. Yeah, but then he probably poured it in his flask. Like, they're both from the ship. No, 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 no. There was two things of vodka. They found the bottle, which the captain took, and then Sixpack found a flask in the safe and stole it, and nobody saw him steal it. So there were two containers of vodka. So there was vodka in the flask, too? Yeah. Because he and what's-her-name drink it in his bunk. That's how they got infected, yeah. Huh, maybe I missed something. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't really... think you missed it. TV, I just think it was not very well <laughs> presented. <laughs> it's a really quick shot of Bowman and Sixpack drinking it in the bunk. No, I, I remember them doing that. It's just the whole, where did the bacteria come from? So the main guy must have poured out his bottle and not drank that vodka. Or he put it somewhere. I don't know why, yeah, why, if you're going to pour it out, bother having the fake bottle? I guess just for a prank? To trick him, yeah. I guess they kind of set up the whole prank war thing at the beginning. I don't know. It doesn't really matter at the end of the day. They got infected from something <laughs> off the Russian sub. I don't really need to know the specifics, I suppose. Maybe it would have been nice if that was a little clearer, now that I'm confused about it when I wasn't before. But <laughs> <laughs> we all have different, like, takes on how it happened. <laughs> But we know it came from vodka, and the vodka was in the Russian ship, so... You know, I will say I liked the, like, old tech aesthetic this movie had. I mean, it was kind of like going back to Alien, but all the old computers and screens and whatnot. I just thought that was kind of cool. I liked it. Yeah, I always liked that vibe. It's nice. It just feels, like, timeless, I guess. I don't know if I'd say timeless, but it... it... It's kind of like that retrofuturism stuff, but not in the 50s, and it's in the 80s and 90s now. And so they've, it's kind of evolved. That style evolved with like Space Odyssey and Alien and all that stuff. So, yeah, I just say timeless because we still use that today, you know, like that's just the thing everybody seems to use. So, like, it, it just hasn't age. It doesn't really age because we just keep seeing it over and over again. Yeah, retro futurism's cool. It's a neat blend of it, and it'll it'll change again and look different in a few more years, <laughs> I'm sure. It is a good aesthetic, though. Yeah, it fits very well with the bass. Yeah, the the bass is pretty sweet. I really like the bass. So, like, I I love the aesthetic, right? And I'm glad they went with that route. But in Alien, right, with the Nostromo, they show us the ship right at the beginning. And we get a scale of how big it is and how many places there are for the alien to hide. And I never really felt like in this one I got an idea of the scale of this base. 
like is it like the size of the one in the abyss or is it the size of a spaceship so that the british girl can go make running laps around it or something like how big is it i don't know there's i know there's like pipes everywhere like they just like slink around above or below but yeah it's hard to tell there's only like three rooms they really showcase like it seems pretty big but yeah we only get that shot at the very beginning and it's like just from a side angle view so it's not a good look at the base yeah the creature was like hiding in a medical cabinet at one point too so i I don't know how many places that it has to hide i thought that was kind of goofy yeah it just like fell out of a medical cabinet on that one guy and then he ripped the blood out and they're like oh it's hungry it's eating the blood but it like ate the guy i i that line i was like i don't get this well they found that empty bag they saw that it was like drinking the stuff from the med bay like they found the blood bag so it was eating the blood and then if started eating the people yeah it was like live meals i guess it like what do you think it like sucks the blood of the people and then like absorbs them into its horrible mass i guess or like yeah like combines with it and like shapes it to what it wants or something a more efficient organism. A more efficient organism. Ah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Which is cool. I think it like takes too much inspiration from the thing. My One of my biggest gripes with it is they don't show us the dang thing very well. Even at the end when it like surfaces, they'll show it for like half a second and then cut away or like zoomed in on it. I don't know. I just was like, show me the freaking monster. It looks cool and I want to see it. That is the biggest problem because, I mean, it's Stan Winston. That guy is great at making creatures. And it does look good when we see it, but it's like, I don't know what was up with it. It's like they didn't ever want to show it off, like you said. Like, I noticed something, too. They never show the creature being hurt. They always cut away and then cut back when it's already occurred. I kind of had the theory that they didn't even have a full, like they just had chunks of it. And that's why they only showed us bits and pieces of it was because like we never get like a full picture. I don't feel like, which did kind of annoy me. The pictures we get, I, I'm kind of, I don't know. I thought it looked fine. I wasn't really like amazed by it or anything. They looked cool when the the bodies were like fused together. I really liked that. But once it became like just a big fish, I was kind of more meh on it. I liked it at the very, very end, but it almost feels like a narrative choice on the director's end to not show us, because I feel like there's a quick shot of the full suit right when they're jumping out at the end, but that's like the only time, and it looked good there to me. I, I kind of liked it. I liked the weird deep sea fish head thing. Yeah, is cool, because it's like Jaws, like, missing parts of it. It's really weird <laughs> looking and creepy it looked cool i uh read that in the imdb trivia apparently they took everybody's design for the creatures and like molded them together into one so that's why it looks so like varied and different because uh, like somebody had a fish one somebody had a tentacle one so they're like okay let's just put them all together and even at the end there when it jumps out of the water um, I forget the guy's name, but he was still blocking like half of it. So we didn't even get to see it then. Well, and it's like 
since he's aping the thing and alien so much, I mean, both of those show the entire creature at the end of it. It's like they build up the reveal of the creature, and this one never has, like, a reveal of the creature, really. I guess that's the thing, like, popping out of the water at the end is kind of the reveal. They don't really linger on it, though. They they cut away pretty quick, but I think that's what it's supposed to be. And how did they kill it? Like, did he put a flare in its mouth? Yeah. And it blew up? That was pretty funny. But it was, it just seemed so out of place. It was like, where did he get the flare from? Well, I guess they were shooting him. He had a couple. Yeah. When they left, he used it to flag down the helicopter. And then he, I'm assuming he must have just had a few of them. But yeah, I like his technique. He really had a pretty good throw there when he chucked it. It looked like a basketball toss. It was pretty nice. I was like, dang. I'm just surprised it stayed in its mouth considering. Like, its whole lower jaw has a big hole in it. <laughs> yeah, I just wish they would have showed us more of the creature. You know, it's fine to keep him a little mysterious for a little bit, but before they, like, even had the final showdown, they should have showed us more of it than a tentacle or something like that. I like the... Was it like an eel-looking thing? The guy that got... Oh, uh, what's his name? Dezeus? I think his name's like Jesus. But, um, yeah, they got him, and that thing that was, like, lashed onto him, that thing looks really cool. It was just, like, a big old eel or something. Or I guess would, would it be, like, a... What are those nasty... A leech. A leech. A giant leech, yes. Ugh. When it was hiding in the, like, medical room cabinets, it, like, flopped out of it onto it. That thing, that looked really cool, I thought. And the way that, yeah, I was, like, just melding onto him. Oh, man. I feel so bad. Yeah, he gets ditched by his friend Cobb, I think. I like that effect. I kind of maybe you know if they couldn't like pull off a bigger thing, I would wouldn't have minded if they had like a bunch of little stuff like that. And that's what blows my mind is all that stuff looks really good. So why did they not <laughs> show us the creature all the way? I think the uh, like the body effects are all really good too, though. Like when the the crew are getting like rashes and stuff because they got exposed, and there's like this kind of scaly. It starts opening up. It's just so gnarly looking, oozing and stuff. That stuff was really good, I thought. I agree. I got a little excited when that stuff started happening because I was like, okay, I'm not going to get my big monster underwater movie. You know, it's not going to be a Leviathan, but maybe I'm going to get some awesome body horror. And I mean, you get a few shots of stuff that's cool, but um, it could have been a lot cooler. They didn't take it as far as I wanted them to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just, yeah, it starts off really cool, I think, with the way they set it up as this weird genetic thing. And then, like, yeah, they throw the bodies together and they end up, like, combining together and stuff and are, like, writhing. And, ugh, that was so cool. That was such a good setup. Yeah, there was a, a scene, too, of the monster where it had, I want to say, Jesus' face like molded into it and didn't he say something like kill me or whatnot he might have um, just screamed i can't remember but yeah i remember seeing his face in it because one of the crew sees him and thinks it's him for a second and then if they would have had more stuff like that in there too if they couldn't have shown us the full suit i think that would have helped maybe make up for it a little bit um just more unsettling and creepy body horror like that you know i do like the characters quite a bit in this well i like a few of them i like uh Beck, the guy, the RoboCop guy. I can't think of his the actor's name. Peter Weller. Peter Weller. 
I like his character a lot. I think he's kind of fun. He's like the awkward manager. <laughs> he totally phoned it in, though, in this movie. I was so disappointed. <laughs> I thought he did good. Oh, no. It was so good to see him doing something besides RoboCop. I know, but I'm like, he just phoned it in. I was like, really? <laughs> uh, I don't think so. He's very, like, cool, collected, but yeah. nervous at the same time. <laughs> yeah. I thought he did good. The other crew members, maybe not as much. I don't really care for many of them. Like, that jerk guy, six-pack. Oh, I'm glad they got rid of him right off the bat. <laughs> That's exactly what I put in my notes. I was like, he's super annoying, and I hate <laughs> what they did with his character. So I'm glad he's dead. <laughs> yeah, he was annoying. But I mean, it's like every one of these movies, of course, there's the one character who's a jerk. You know, it's like, yep, well, I guess they need somebody for cannon fodder. But I liked uh, Cobb, the the like bald guy who stuck gum in like the reactor thing. Yeah. <laughs> He was just so anti, like, working when he didn't have to. <laughs> yeah, he had that life speech when the captain was like, we need to do another shift so we don't have to work tomorrow. <laughs> and he's like, well, the union says we don't have to. <laughs> I was cracking up. Man, he deserved it, though, because he's an idiot. <laughs> he was. That That's one of my problems with the characters in this. It's like Peter Weller didn't do much for me like and then the rest of the side characters you got six pack who's annoying Cobb was okay but he's an idiot and he just opens the freaking bag when they they've already been told what's happened and what's happening and he still opens the bag and gets clawed up and then you've got the um dark-haired chick what's her name oh williams right Williams, yeah, going jogging around when they know that there's a creature out there and stuff. It's just... Gotta get fit for astronaut training. Oh, please. They're all so <laughs> shallow, too. The, the Doc was the best character. The Doc and Peter Weller, but the Doc was actually... He actually did a good job acting in this movie. <laughs> yeah, I would say all the characters are pretty replaceable besides, yeah, Peter Weller and the Doctor guy. I guess I can't fall to like an 80s horror movie too much for that, though. I mean, I feel like even in The Thing, there's like four memorable dudes and the other 12 are like, yeah, they could be anybody. At least they got more charisma and stuff. Like even in The Abyss, the characters there, they're not that much better, but... They've got more charisma and you like them more. It doesn't totally not work in this movie. Like, there's some scenes in the rec room which are pretty good. It's the classic, like, aliens rapport. Like, the crew that's very much like the Abyss and Alien with the crew. They all have this interesting kind of, like, kidding around thing going on. It works. Yeah, I don't think it's horrible by any means. But, yeah, it's just a couple standouts and the rest are just fine. Yeah, it's not as good as what we've seen, but it's not the worst thing ever. Well, Six Pack was pretty bad, but <laughs> it's not the worst thing ever. He needed to be unlikable so he could have the weird body horror stuff done to him. Yeah, but I mean, that that's the thing with body horror, right? It's more horrific when it's happening to a character you care about. The same with like most horror, I guess, you know. There's like a line where they're too annoying and crappy. He's not redeemable at all. Like, yeah, this guy, 
We never see six pack like get taken to the side and being like, I got a wife and kids at home. You know, my, my daughter, she's had a horrible disease and I, I just got to get back to her one last time, you know, one last mission. And I'll be able to pay off her doctor bill, you know, something like that. They never like give him anything that's like <laughs> make you sympathize with this guy. Likes beer and boobs. That's his whole character. <laughs> yep. And vodka. There were a couple like goofy, like cheesy B movie lines um, in this movie. Like I wrote one down where Ernie Hudson grabs the, the flamethrower and he like revs it up and it shoots out and he goes, all right, we're talking turkey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just love that. Like when movies do that kind of stuff, specifically 80s movies, I love it. And there was a couple of those in this movie, not too many, but that one was awesome. Yeah, like at the end when he's, what does he say? He's like, I had a rough day or something like that, and then punches his boss in the face. Oh, <laughs> she's like, how you do it? And he socks her and goes, better now. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. He did good with that. You could see his RoboCop coming through in the <laughs> scenes with his one-liners. Really, that's one of my biggest issues with this movie is it doesn't it doesn't know what it wants to be. It's like, do I want to be a horror movie? Do I want to be a cheesy B movie with creatures in it? It's just it's such a mixed bag because when it's trying to be a horror movie, it doesn't work at all. The, the strength of like the two movies that it's taking from is you always you're well first you're connected to all the characters and second you feel like they're never safe anywhere on the ship or in the facility but in this one you always know when they're safe and when they're going to be attacked and that's a problem with the filmmaking there's no suspense in this movie whatsoever and part of that's from the filmmaking and also, unfortunately, from the score, too, because it's got Jerry Goldsmith on the score who does a good job, but it was he was not a good pick for this movie. Yeah, I mean, I was never on the edge of my seat. I mean, there's like a fish thing that popped out and kind of gave me a jump, but it was really stupid. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that one. <laughs> it, was, it looked really bad. It was like a big old puppet they used or something, but. It looked really bad. It really felt really forced. All the jump scares are pretty iffy. And yeah, I was never like too terrified whenever I saw like, yeah, the tendrils and stuff. That is how I feel about a lot of 80s film, though, you know? Yeah, yeah. Except for the leech. The leech kind of creeped me out. But I don't know. I've, I got the vibe this was like a, a B-movie horror film kind of thing. I think that is what they were kind of going for with this. Yeah, but it doesn't work like that either right because they're trying to ape alien in the thing and be a horror movie for a lot of it and then when they're trying to do action it, or like escape and run away scenes it's not filmed well at all which surprises me coming from the guy who did rambo and tombstone it's like there's so many quick cuts and you when they're doing all the action scenes and you can't tell what's going on because he's just jumping around between like environments and characters so fast. He's doing what I talked about earlier where he's not showing the creature get hurt. It's, it's just like a mess of 
half-baked ideas in filmmaking. Well, I mean, I guess that's where I'm coming from. It is like literally a B movie, you know, like it's just not like in the terms of like a cheesy kind of dumb. This is just like the like something you'd find straight to video almost like in the 80s or something. Yeah, it's not great. I'll give you that. Yeah, but I didn't hate it either. I I was kind of just in the middle of the road on this one, I think. It was entertaining, but also but I, I was never like scared or anything either. I agree. Like, it's not terrible. I really dislike, too, that it doesn't make much use of the setting being underwater. Besides the, the like, two scenes it has to, and then when they're escaping. Well, they barely make use of that. They're just like, we can have this balloon take these super heavy suits up out of the water, and then it'll decompress them on the way up, too. Yeah, that was pretty lame, how it just... Flashes decompressing, decompressing. I guess at least they addressed it, but... It was 2027. Who knows what technology they'll have. Yeah, I mean, I was gonna say, in the abyss, yeah, they just have conveniently... Oh, yeah, that one, they're just like, oh, the aliens must have saved us. I don't know. <laughs> That's just... They gotta end it, I guess, in all these water movies, you know? <laughs> I didn't mind that. It's just tracks with what I've seen so far, so... Yeah, but but it adds to the whole they're not using the setting for anything, really, which is a shame. When we talked about the abyss last week, you know, there's a lot of pretty tense underwater scenes in that movie. Granted, it's the production behind that is completely different than this movie, and I don't think it's really fair to compare them, but it's it's just like we saw underwater as a setting used at its like peak in the abyss. And then you come to this and they barely even use it. It's just kind of sad. I think I do wonder how many uh, crew members like absolutely hate this director and almost died during this shoot too. Though. <laughs> it kind of sounds like people had a good time making this based on what I read. I'd probably have a good time too on the set, on the set of this. All the monster crew got like scuba certified and it sounds like they had a ball with it because he was so open to all the monster ideas and just let them do whatever. Probably because he wasn't going to show much yeah. of it. <laughs> yeah, no joke. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got to give and take, I guess, you know, like, yeah, they could have done it, but also, you know, they could have risked a lot of lives and also they didn't have any money, I'm assuming. I don't know. So I, I'm not saying they had to like film underwater in a massive like nuclear tank like they did the abyss but just like they could have utilized something from it being like an underwater setting instead of it's just okay it's underwater yep i guess they ran out of oxygen at one point right like they the thing gets broken and they have to go fix it really quick or the whole place is gonna decompress oh in the base yeah yeah that happened as well yeah i'd agree i wish there was more water stuff it does, yeah, the base doesn't even flood at any one point. Like, you don't even feel the risk of the water outside. Yeah, it's just such a cool setting. It's sad to not see it used super well when that's where the m movie takes place. I've got a theory about all of our upcoming reviews that it's going to be just like this. Because, I mean, <laughs> we already watched the one movie that did it all underwater. And it sounds like they never did it again. So it's not like the industry ever really learned and grew on this particular setting. 
So I think it's either the abyss or it's everything else is gonna is my theory for what's gonna happen here. Or we have like CGI that can do it, you know? Yeah, because I mean, like this is all like deep sea stuff, right? Like shark movies, it's like the shallows, easy enough, you know, less peril. But here they're trying to be like ah, bottom of the ocean, deep, dark. And I guess that's just not feasible for Hollywood. Like, I'm trying to think of what else goes down there and does something similar. Yeah, I'm not saying that they had to have a bunch of, like, underwater shoots for this movie, or shots, or underwater scenes. Um, Just something that reminds us that we're underwater would have been nice every once in a while. Like Dan said, something flooding, you know, make the characters all get closer, make the more tension in the movie. Just something to remind us that we're down there in the middle of this movie. I don't know. Because to me, it's such a cool setting. I just wish it was there. It may seem nitpicky, but that's just kind of something that irked me. I don't think you're that it's a nitpick, Mike. I think it's a, a problem that they could have addressed, but didn't. I do think the sound design does a pretty good job with the water ambiance, but this ship is creaking and groaning a lot. And I think the characters even mentioned it a couple times when like the waves are crashing. I think they did a good job with that, just with the ambiance of the ship and stuff. Yeah, I agree. So they do use it some. I just wish they would have used it more, kind of like with the creature in this movie, you know, like do more, show us more of it. But I guess there's probably budget constrictions to this as well. Well, like, and I don't think more always means better, you know, like, I think there's definitely ways to do it wrong. That's what, that's what I mean. Like, the industry never really grew and learned. We had this big chunk of these, and then that was it. You know, we never got better techniques. Yeah, just underwater stuff in general hasn't been explored a ton in film super well. Like, there's a bunch of these movies, but I feel like... There's, it's explored better in like games and books now than movies necessarily. There's not very many underwater movies that I can think of in the last 20 years. Yeah, I know. I agree overall, I think. I wish there was more water stuff. But the stuff we get with the water is cool. With them mining outside and there's like the, the what is that thing? The, oh, they call it something, the sea tubes or something like that? Sea oh, worms? Oh, the worm tubes? Oh, those were gross. That was really cool. And the boat was really cool. I was hoping we were going to get more of that. I did want more of the worms, like a King Kong-esque scene. Oh, or just like sucks on their helmet. <laughs> no, 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 no. We don't need that in here. That's that's fine that they didn't <laughs> expand on that. Yeah, I guess don't take it that I'm saying that it was like good the amount they had. I, I did want more. I just personally don't know if I can fault them too much. I mean, they did do all that stuff. They did do that cool stuff in the beginning. That's true. I, I did like the boat. It was concerning. <laughs> I did like the first act of this for the most part, besides Six Pack. He really drug it down, and I was like, oh, great, this guy. The stereotypical character. He's a jerk. Yeah, it's just, ugh. You've seen him a million times. They even do the, it's my, well, pretty, it's pretty much the, it's my last day till retirement trope too. So you you know how that's going to go. Yeah. <laughs> it, let it be a lesson to you. If it's your last day of anything, don't say it. <laughs> don't make it known. Just do it and then be happy when it works out. Don't make a big deal about it. 
Or don't show up. You know what? Their last day was the day before. Just don't tell anybody. Yeah, if you're leaving your job, <laughs> what are they going to do? You already quit. Just don't show up till their last day. You'll be fine. Yep. Words of advice from Run the Real. <laughs> Just don't show up. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't like the whole company knew, knows about it thing angle in this. It feels... It feels tacked on to be like alien <laughs> is what it feels like to me. Because it's like, how would they even roughly know that that was a possibility there? It's like, there's there's no no clue. I think it, the doc was messaging those people about the symptoms and stuff. I think that's how they figured it out. Yeah, but they... That that could be it, but I got the feeling that like they knew beforehand too what was going going down. I think you're right, Dan, because before um, they were being pretty like, ah, we can't come pick you up. There's a, a storm coming. Seas are nasty, you know what, whatnot. Um, and that was before the doctor messaged him what was going on. Yeah. But they delayed it, though, later. Like, it was only supposed to last for 12 hours. I think they delayed it because once they found this stuff, they're like, oh, it's still here. Sorry, guys. We can't pick you up. That's what I got from it, but I don't know. Oh, okay. Maybe it's another vodka thing. Yeah. I mean, it, <laughs> <laughs> they figured it out eventually. I don't, because it seems weird for them to, like, send down. They definitely, I think they were just there to mine. Like, I don't think they're supposed to find the ship or anything. I didn't mind it, but it was also, yeah, once again very much wearing their influences on their sleeve with this one it's like yep here we are again huh <laughs> you know it's almost like a staple of the 80s to have some kind of random corporate greed side plot going on all the time necessary or not they seem to do that <laughs> <laughs> they love it what'd you guys think about the score i know i brought it up earlier but what'd you guys think about it i gotta say I did not think it was memorable. I kind of like didn't really even think about it till the last 20 minutes. I was like, oh crap, I better like listen for the score. And pretty much what I got was like some stock keyboard noises. And then I was like, oh, well, guess that was it. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Like a lot of this movie, perfectly fine. Nothing like exceptional, I thought. You know, just kind of was there. It played music during the scenes, but nothing that I thought stood out or anything. Yeah, I agree. It wasn't bad. I didn't notice it, and I can't think of anything that I could remember about this score, so it was there. You know this guy did Alien, right? No. Did not know that. That's just one of his many movies that he's done. I can't think of that score either. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. You gotta watch Alien again. I guess. Yeah, maybe. It's much more foreboding than this is. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, and that's it. what blows me away. It's like, it feels like he phoned it in on this, too. And I don't, I don't get what happened on here. Because, <laughs> like, none of the music fits with it being a horror movie. Terry's always given Top Gun crap because they have two songs. The love song <laughs> and then the, the danger zone. But... At this one, he's got a super cheesy, like, love theme for when the, <laughs> um, 
Williams and Peter Weller having their moments together or whatever. <laughs> and I was like, I almost laughed at it. It was so cheesy. <laughs> you know, I will say the victory song at the end. I did just remember. Yes, super phoned in. That like march was so annoying and went on for so long and was so much louder than all the other like score pieces in this movie. I did not like that. Yeah. It's very disappointing <laughs> considering all the stuff he's done. Well, does anybody have anything else? Or are we ready for some overall presentation on Leviathan? I'm ready. Why not? I suppose I've got an overall. Let's do it. What's the scale, TV? Our scale goes from burn it, pass, watch it, or buy it in that order. We all give a little spiel to... uh kind of like give out a declarative of our rating how we feel about the movie here at the end so who knows uh how deep will this movie fall because <laughs> it seems like it's a mixed bag for a lot of us so you know i was thinking about going first this time but i've just got this like itch on my neck that i just can't stop scratching oh so no i'm getting really distracted so i think mike maybe you should go first this time until uh so I can keep scratching, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Scratch away, TV. I got this. You know, I really wanted to like this movie because, like I've said, I love underwater stuff. Underwater as a setting is just super cool. And when you do deep, deep underwater, that's even cooler for me. I had some preconceptions about this movie with its title, Leviathan. I thought I was going to get a Leviathan a sea monster in this, but... No, it's kind of like body horror ripped from the thing, and then you have basically aliens um, with the flamethrower when they go chase it. It's not bad. None of this movie is terrible, but nothing super well done. Nothing stands out. They don't use the setting super well, except for when they need to. This movie could have been in space, you know, or, you know, in the Arctic, and there's nothing really unique to the underwater setting and that kind of irks me but you know if i would have paid for this movie i would have been more upset well i guess i technically did because i paid for the subscription but i didn't have to pay extra for it i'm gonna give this a pass it's if you're looking for something underwater look somewhere else or go play a game because this one will not scratch that underwater itch for you very well in my opinion so pass for mike you know, I also committed this with some preconceptions, both from the title and even the description on Amazon kind of made me think it was going to be like a giant crab monster or something. I don't know. But that said, this movie is full of flaws and issues, and some of them are not great. But I also find some of them kind of charming, if we're being honest. This is not a good underwater movie, but it is an 80s creature feature, and I, I, I do love that, I gotta say. This isn't Alien, this isn't The Thing. It kind of comes in to scratch that itch, but only lightly when you say, maybe dig a little deeper with your nails, it refuses. So <laughs> It objects to that deeper scratch. I think I would buy this, but as far as ratings on the show go, I, I think I do have to give it a watch. I'm just not sure it's good enough for me to recommend somebody else pay money for it. Yeah, this one's kind of like a middle-of-the-road kind of movie for me. Um, it's 
it was decently entertaining, I think, but also there is a lot of issues, I think. It's definitely wearing its influences on its sleeve, and I think it draws a little too much from both Alien and from The Thing. And it doesn't do anything that either of those do in a like particularly amazing way. But it's not horrible either. I do like the characters, at least the like couple of main characters we have. There's some annoying ones, some stereotypical ones, but I like Peter Weller in this. Um I do think the setting's cool, like the base itself is really neat. The um the water stuff they do is pretty cool. And you know, the creature is fine. I didn't like love it by any means, but honestly we don't get enough time with it either. I would have loved to have like a closer look to it, but in terms of just, like, if I would recommend it, I guess, um, I would say watch it. If you're wanting, like, a movie that's set underwater, like we were saying earlier, there's not that many, like, so. <laughs> I think this is okay. You know, it's not horrible, but I think it's worth checking out if you're curious. Just, you know, don't get your hopes too high up or, you know, keep your uh, conceptions in check. And after you listen to this, I guess, you'll know what to expect. Yeah, Echo and Fox, this is not, alien and this is not the thing it tries to be both of those but it pretty much fails for the most part i mean the music's not there the acting's not there um the horror is definitely not there but the the effects the creature effects are there and the setting is there it's just a shame they don't do anything with it really it's frustrating at times because there's a good, good movie in here. They just, I don't know. He didn't know how to make it right. Like it really needed. He really needed to decide if he wanted this to be a horror movie or a real cheesy like action B movie adventure type thing. Because he tries to do both, but <laughs> it doesn't really work for either of them. And it just makes the tone really weird in general. Yeah, it's disappointing to say the least. I'm definitely going to give this one a pass. Just <laughs> just watch Alien or The Thing again. You'll probably enjoy that watching those multiple times over watching this. So yeah, give it a pass. Well, there you have it. Our thoughts on Leviathan, 1989. About where I expected it to land, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I had hope because I know, or I was seeing a lot of people who do really like it, but yeah, I don't know. Oh, um, the Thassalophobia rating. Oh, yeah. This movie is a-okay because like we said, they don't use the water very <laughs> much in this. <laughs> <laughs> what about your metal water thing, Fox? You know, I would say the sub-mechanophobia rating is low. The boat is creepy, the Russian one, but it's also pretty small. And, you know, what interior shots we do get while cool are pretty limited. But I was I was a little creeped, a little, little, you know, just a little bit. So, who's picking next? Yeah, who's gonna save us from this pool of mediocrity? Well, I've got a pick, and it sounds like we need a hero from what Fox is saying. So, I know just the guy to call. Aquaman. The new movie? Yeah. I had not thought of that. Terry coming in with the subversive pick. 
Get it? Subversive pick. A subversive pick, yeah. You know, I figured you got a couple of movies that are very similar, and I was like, what can we pick that's not just like <laughs> 80s people in the underwater situation? Like, <laughs> How dare you? We're, we're still kind of in 80s people in an underwater situation with Aquaman. <laughs> but yeah, I, I was scrolling HBO Max, I was like, wait, Aquaman, that's a water thing. Perfect. I haven't seen it yet, so I was like, this will be a good pick. You haven't seen it yet? I haven't. I haven't either. I haven't seen it either. I I have seen this, and I'll be honest, I'm not really wanting to watch it again. <laughs> well, you know, I've been wanting to watch it for a while. I didn't like try to avoid it. I just kind of like forgot about it, and when I was in theaters, and I just never got around to it. So, be prepared for me to spout endless endless amounts of hate for what they do to a certain song in this movie. Oh, interesting. You'll know when you when you hear it. You'll know. All right. Well, I look forward to it. Yeah, we'll see. Like, gonna ruin another White Stripes song? <laughs> You'll see. Ruin? That was my favorite part of the <laughs> weeding cut. Are you kidding me? It was a weird pick, Icky Thump, for that scene. It was so cool. Man, I was mad. That was the only thing in the Snyder Cut. I was like, wow, I can't believe they took that song. Yeah. <laughs> I was so happy with that song. They take it out of the Snyder Cut? Yeah. What song? Icky Thump by the White Stripes. When Aquaman's walking out on the beach and it's like got the White Stripes blasting. Oh, yeah. That's right. I forgot. Just out of all the songs from their discography they could have picked, why the one with the super weird prog rock organ solos? Well, now I'm just offended. But (laughs) 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 anyways... Aquaman next week. It'll be a good change of pace, I hope. And hopefully I'll like it better than it sounds like Dad likes it. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you do. A lot of it made a lot of money. A lot of people enjoyed it, but I guess we'll find out next week. Will we like Aquaman? Will Dan's opinion shift? Find out next week. But in the meantime, if any of you listeners out there want to get in contact with us, you can find us on Facebook or Twitter at Run the Real, or you can email us at runtherealpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you think about Leviathan. Do you like it? Do you not like it? Where do you land? We're mixed here, so I'd love to hear some other opinions on it. Yeah, be sure to get in contact with us. We'd really love to hear from you. Anyways, thanks for listening to us tonight. This is Run the Real, signing off. Mm-hmm.